0: This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners.
1: Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany, <laughs> and this is episode seven. What are we doing this week, baby? Kids who kill. Yeah. Um, just a little tidbit.
0: We had to change the name of the episode
1: because it was not <laughs> appropriate. Okay, it was child killers, but people were like, what the? F-? <laughs> so, so, to no.
0: clarify, <laughs> it's kids who kill. Yeah. Which isn't that much better, to be honest, but that's what it is. I mean, it's... it's this is going to be a heavy week. It sounds better. It's going to be a heavy week. Yeah. But it'll be fine. We can do this. It's fine. It's fine. we are in it together. We're all here together. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> So, since it's Wednesday, y'all, we're going to bring you a little hump day treat. Well,
1: Amanda's going to bring you a little hump day treat. Oh, my God. Um, What do we have? I'm pretty excited about this one. All right. So, this week is our local fabulous Prep Cakes Bakery. Oh, my goodness. This lady is amazing. She got us three tasty treats this week. We got a keto cheesecake. A chocolate truffle, um, little yummy piece of goodness, and a peanut butter keto cookie. We're going to be healthy, y'all. I mean, we can try. But uh, is it still healthy if you eat the whole cookie? Yes, absolutely. And cheesecake. All of her stuff <laughs> is amazing. All right. I got to give you a little bit of background about this diva. Okay, tell me things. Teresa Lopez. Jesus Christ. She built this company from the ground up. She was a uh, bikini model. Get it, girl. Fitness girl. Jesus Christ. She's gorgeous. Oh, my God. Okay, so yeah, she built this from the ground up because when she was doing that, like, she couldn't have sugar and fat and all that stuff doing the healthy thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and she came up with this and she used to just like distribute it to little small businesses around here. And now she has her own place. Y'all yes. Queen King's highway prep cakes bakery. Oh my God. I I cannot. You can eat sweets and not feel guilty. Absolutely. Like they're delicious. So that's our treat for the week. We also have a little bit of alcohol involved, which you know we
0: may or may not have assembled a buffet line
1: <laughs> okay. of
0: dessert wines. <laughs> we we may
1: have three different bottles going on. It's fine though. It's it's, it's totally fine. fine. It's fine. I don't even know what they are. What Sun Pop? Sun Pop Peach Moscato. Sweet Bitch Pinot Grigio, and Sweet Bitch Moscato Rosé. It's all delicious. I don't know. It's It's been that type of week, y'all. I just... We, we just needed all the things. Yes. <laughs> we
0: record on Fridays. The entire week has culminated into this... Um, dessert, into this. <laughs> into this dessert and wine-riddled recording straight to your ears.
1: Oh, my God. We need it, though. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Kids That Kill... So Wait, do we want go, to say do we go want to, to say the other things? Yeah, okay. I was gonna say. <laughs> Sorry,
0: I thought you were. like. Quit
1: interrupting my swallow, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> should should we give them the background about that? Okay, so <laughs> we were in New Orleans. <laughs> I was trying to drink some water. I can't even compose myself right now. It was water, right? Yeah, it was water. Yes, we were in water. the hotel room. And she was talking to me, and I was trying to answer her back, and I couldn't because I was swallowing my water.
0: I interrupted her swallow. She
1: interrupted my fucking swallow. And then we (laughs)
0: determined that interrupting a swallow is like cock blocking. And then it just ended (laughs) up being this entire conversation. I don't know why we're telling you, but here it Yeah, is. Don't interrupt your friend's swallow.
1: And it can go for (laughs) anything. It can go for anything. So, yeah. Take that as you will. Mm. so there you go what what were we talking about
0: (laughs) follow us on facebook and instagram for pictures of our episode
1: (laughs) on facebook we are oddities and curiosities podcasts on instagram we are oddities and curiosities pod and on fucking twitter
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna say these are our professional voices until
1: you came out with fucking twitter (laughs) Or, like, it's referred to as the Twitter. <laughs> on the Twitter. We is Addities and Curiosities Podcast. So, you, us you do want to do the Facebook and the Instagram because we do post episode pictures.
0: You want to see those. Yeah, always. It
1: helps. Mm hmm. Put a face to a name. Yeah, be included in the
0: mm-hmm.
1: inside circle. And we do fun things, too. We there's do. fun things.
0: <laughs> there's fun things on the of Facebook. Of course, there's
1: fun things. I post the shit. I posted a thing. You did post a thing, and I was so super proud. I do fun things, too. Yeah. It's rare. It's rare, but I like it. But I love rare. it. Yeah. So, yeah, go do that.
0: Okay, so we've rambled along. Let's along, do this along, shit. Along. It's going to get heavy, y'all. Y'all. But
1: it's so good.
0: Um, I want to throw in a little disclaimer before I do my case, because there were points in my research where I struggled a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's hard for... To make me struggle, but I really wanted to do this case because this this girl's fascinating to me. Yes, but if you are triggered by violence against children,
1: yeah, you may want
0: to skip forward a little bit and not listen to mine. Because while our subject is children who kill, um, just
1: just skip part like past the first little part of her. Yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, it triggered me because. I have a child, the age of the victims in mm-hmm. this case, and so it was really hard, but um it's a very interesting case, so I hope you can stick it out with us.
1: You can do it. You can do it. Okay.
0: So, my case is on Miss Mary Bell. Yes. Mary Flora Bell was born May 26th, 1957 to a 17-year-old prostitute named Betty. Her biological father is unknown. But Mary believed her father to be Billy Bell, who was a career criminal that Betty married when Mary was a baby. So I know that that was kind of a long sentence, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Mary's mom is Betty. She was a 17-year-old prostitute. Mary doesn't know her dad, but her mom married this criminal, and she thought that was her dad. So cool. There we are. The family lived in Scottswood, a district in Newcastle in Northeast England. So I don't know where that is, but we have like four listeners in the UK now. Hey. Hi. What's up, UK? I know. So y'all know where we're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Betty was both mentally and physically abusive to Mary. Mm. On two separate occasions, she attempted to kill Mary. Once by overdosing her on sleeping pills and once by throwing her from a window.
1: Holy shit. Okay. I know.
0: I didn't know that. Poor sweet baby. Okay. And I didn't put this in my notes, but I did read, I read several articles, but in a couple of them, it mentioned that she may have suffered some brain damage from the, you know, toss out the window. Uh, yeah. Um, but there was nothing like concrete. That's why I didn't really put it in there, but I am mentioning it now, but there was nothing concrete I, to say that, you know, medically there's proof that she suffered some sort of brain damage and I couldn't even really find the age. I think it's worth mentioning though. Yeah. I don't know what age she was when her mom threw her out the window either.
1: I mean, pretty freaking young. Yeah. Let's put it, it just that didn't, way. It didn't clarify. God,
0: Betty, the mom, her sister witnessed her try to give Mary away to a woman who was unable to conceive. Outside of like a halfway house. Jesus. Yeah. It was also said, but never proven, that her mother would prostitute her out to her clients starting at the age of four. Oh, my
1: God. Poor baby. I know.
0: Um, Likely due to this abuse, people close to Mary claimed that she was a strange, withdrawn, manipulative, and violent child. So my first picture for this episode. If you want to go look at the notes, yeah. Um, the picture is labeled Mary Bell, Aww. and she's a cute little girl with her. God, she's adorable. With her little bob, her hair's cut in a bob, like right, just right at her ears, and like she's got. It's a black and white picture, but you can tell, like, she's got, like, really dark, pretty lips.
1: Oh, yeah. She's she's a beautiful, beautiful little girl. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful child.
0: It just breaks my heart. It's so sad. Yeah. It's one of those instances where you wonder, you know, if things, if her childhood was different.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, like,
0: absolutely. That's one thing that, like, gets me about these kids that, not even just kids that murder, but kids that, commit serious crimes in general like at such a young age oh yeah like it, it just breaks your heart childhoods
1: were totally fucked up yeah and it's not their fault and it's yeah. so sad poor baby girl yeah i mean i'm
0: still not a fan because of what she did but poor baby girl yeah um in the weeks leading up to the murders mary was said to have acted stranger than usual On May 11th, 1968, Mary was playing with her friend, Norma Joyce Bell. No relation. Mm -hmm. And a three-year-old boy when the boy fell off of an air raid shelter. So they're in England and apparently they have, you know, had in the 50s, 60s, air raid shelters dotting out in what they called like the wasteland. Absolutely. Which would be like vacant lots here. Um, that was kind of like her neighborhood, right? Yeah. Okay. That's where she lived. Okay. But they, the kids would climb up on top of this one specific air raid shelter in the neighborhood. They'd climb up <laughs> on top and play up there. And so that's what they were doing. And the boy fell off. Uh, the little boy was badly injured and his parents thought it to be an accident. Mm. The following day, three mothers in the neighborhood came forward to police and told them that Mary had attempted to choke their daughters. Authorities would interview and lecture Mary, but no charges were ever filed against her.
1: Ugh. So she
0: started acting out before she ever committed committed a murder.
1: Wait, how old was she when she when she started all this? Do you know? She was ten. Ten. Okay.
0: Yeah, we're about to clarify the age here.
1: Okay. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: On May twenty fifth, nineteen sixty eight, the day before her eleventh birthday. Oh, <laughs> hello. Mary strangled four-year-old Martin Brown in an abandoned house. So if you want to go to the notes, I've got another one of those little double pictures that says victims. If you'll click on that, Martin Brown is the one on the left. He's the first little boy.
1: Oh my God. He's so, Oh, I know. that tiny little face. He's precious. I know. He's so precious. Oh,
0: Mary brought Norma to the house and tried to show her Martin's body. But two local boys had already stumbled across it. Mm. Police were baffled by the crime because there were no obvious signs of violence. They did find an empty bottle of painkillers near the body, so investigators assumed that Martin swallowed the pills. His death was ruled an accident. Martin's family received a surprise visit from Mary a few days later. She knocked on the door and asked Martin's mother if she could see him. Uh, Martin's mom tried to explain to Mary that he was dead, Mary said she knew he had died, but she wanted to see his body in the coffin. The horrified woman slammed the door in the girl's face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a
0: little creepy. Um, Mary began to tell kids at school that she killed Martin, but no one believed her because of her reputation as a show-off and a liar. Wow. Yeah. I I have no words. I can't.
1: mm
0: After this murder, Mary and Norma vandalized the local nursery school, which is like a daycare or lower elementary school. They trashed the place and left notes claiming that they killed Martin Brown and that they would kill again. The police dismissed this as a cruel and morbid prank. The fuck? Come Mm -hmm. on. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah, from a 10-year-old, probably. And
0: because of that, uh, a couple weeks after the... The vandalism happened. They put up these cameras, and then they caught Mary and Norma later on cameras just kind of walking around the outside of the school, but they never went in. Oh, shit. (laughs) So it's like they were thinking about doing it again, but I don't know. know, let's just,
1: like, walk around one more time.
0: Yeah. So they they did catch them. It was late at night. Caught the two girls walking around.
1: The hell?
0: Okay. That... mm. I just I don't. I know get, what you're I, thinking. Like, where are their parents? I don't get this about this neighborhood. I, I, Betty's blowing, guys. So she doesn't know where her child is. <laughs> I know,
1: but like, and what her dad's are, probably in jail. What are these? Okay, like the little boy that she killed. Like, what the fuck was he doing out there by himself, crawling on some rubble? Like, where the fuck was his mama? He was playing with Mary in an abandoned
0: house, and it was 1968, so kids just went and played with other kids without uh, supervision. Yeah, okay, I, Mm-hmm. Now, my mm-hmm. son is three, yeah. and never in a bazillion years would I let him run off with some neighborhood child to go play, but that's just me. Times and,
1: times has a changed. Right.
0: <laughs> I just can't. Agreed. On July 31st, 1968, Marion Norma strangled three-year-old Brian Howell on a wasteland in Scottswood. So that's like, like I said earlier, a vacant lot. Case in point. Yeah, so if you want to go back to the notes and look at that little double picture again. No. The second picture is little Brian Howell. Oh
1: my God,
0: look at those little popcorn cheeks. And look at the socks. He's got on knee socks. Oh my God. <laughs> it's They're... so precious. Oh. Sweet little baby faces. Oh God. Um, Please tell were... me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, it's so bad. <laughs> Reading it out loud is really bad. I hadn't read it out loud yet. Police reports state that the girls returned to the body and Norma carved an N into the boy's abdomen. (laughs) Yeah. Mary would later return alone with scissors and change the N to an M, cut off some of his hair, and then mutilate his genitals.
1: Holy shit.
0: So she's evolving pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That... Jesus, woman. Because of the lack of force used, the police began to suspect that the killer was a child. When police began to question the neighborhood children, Mary and Norma stood out as strange. Norma was excited and enthusiastic about being questioned. Mary was very evasive, especially after investigators pointed out that she had been seen with Brian the day of his death.
1: Okay, Norma won some attention.
0: Yeah, I think that, that little girl's just attention-starved,
1: really. Yeah. She liked it, too. Yeah. Okay.
0: Before Brian's burial, Mary was seen lurking outside of the home and laughed at the sight of his coffin. <laughs> Police then brought her... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I read, one of the articles I read was very descriptive, and it uh, said that she was, like, seen rubbing her hands together and laughing.
1: <laughs> Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> that
0: sounds like an evil villain on a cartoon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Oh, oh my so god. Creepy.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. I've never and when heard it, that. When part. you think back to her picture, like, N- yeah, she now, does have now kind of like, crazy eyes. When you think, when yeah, now, you, now that look that at the I picture go go back again. Back people, to the
1: picture. She um she does that little crazy smirk eyes. that she has going on.
0: I could see. I, I can see it. I see it. Okay, that may be a little devious right there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, after that, the police brought her in for another interview. Mary made up a story about seeing an 8-year-old boy hit Brian and that the boy had been carrying scissors. (laughs) That lie would be Mary's downfall. Police had not yet revealed the details of the mutilation with scissors to the public. That was a fact only the killer would have known. During questioning, Norma broke down and told the truth about her involvement. Mary broke down as well, but tried to place the blame on Norma.
1: Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I, I mean, can totally
0: see Amanda breaking down and placing the blame on me if something no, happens. So. I wouldn't
1: put it on you. I like you. Oh, okay. Well, they, they were besties. No, 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 no. My loyalty runs deep. <laughs> I promise you, I will find somebody else (laughs) that I don't like to put that shit on. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I have amnesia. I can't with her.
0: (laughs) Norma Bell was acquitted on December 17th, 1968. She was regarded as an unwilling accomplice who had fallen under a bad influence. There you go. Play that card, baby. I mean, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crazy-ass Mary Bell. I, I can see it. Um, Mary Bell, who the press claimed was, quote, evil-born, was convicted of manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. The jury really took their lead from her diagnosis from the court-appointed psychiatrist, stating that she displayed, quote, classic symptoms of psychopathy, end quote. That's it. Right. <laughs> The judge described Mary as dangerous and said she posed a, quote, very grave risk to other children, end quote. Correct. Mm Mm-hmm. She was sentenced to be detained at Her Majesty's pleasure. Okay. This is a... What the fuck? It's a UK thing. Okay. Um, It means that they are keeping her for an undetermined amount of time. So... When... from my understanding, okay, I was about to say, "How um, the hell does that work u k listeners, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. y'all, yeah. okay, I don't mind the messages i want to be I want to be right. Teach me things, but from what I gathered from the things that I read, when you are sentenced to be detained at her majesty's pleasure, okay it's really just saying that they are not going to put a set time limit. They want to see you, quote-unquote, rehabilitate.
1: Okay. They're going to roll
0: with the punches and decide when to let you out. They're not just going to say uh, 30 years no matter what or, you know, six years no matter what.
1: Like, you're in time out, but we're going to see what you do. Yes. Okay. See what treatment opportunities may come up. On one hand, sounds interesting and promising, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, but we have kids and we know that that's the dumbest shit you could ever do. But on the other <laughs> hand, like there are people, like not even
0: just kids, there are people that are so manipulative and they know how to work the system and they mm-hmm, know how to work mm-hmm, other people. Mm-hmm. You don't think they could figure out how to get out when they don't need to be out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know, but that's not a thing here. That's a thing there. That's what she got. And y'all, this last part. Okay. Like I'm almost done. This last part kind of infuriates me, and I think you'll know why when I get to it, so.
1: No, don't be done.
0: Um, After her (laughs) conviction, Mary received a lot of press attention. Her mother really profited on this by selling her story to various magazines, newspapers, and TV shows. She would also sell writings and drawings that she claimed were done by Mary. Piece of shit, bitch. Yes. She is an awful human. Mm Mm-hmm. She quickly made headlines again when she briefly escaped prison. If you want to go to the notes, I have a picture of an article uh, from the Daily Mirror.
1: Oh, I love the Daily Mirror. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good.
0: Two Nights of Freedom with Mary Bell. And there's a picture of her in the cutest little outfit. Damn! But, bitch, what you doing? You supposed to be in jail.
1: You know exactly what the fuck she's doing. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. She yeah. me but she was only out for a couple days and uh she was quickly snatched back up and her punishment for this was a loss of privileges for 28 days. That's it. That's it. And okay. Why why 28 days? I need to know why 28 days. That is a very odd number to choose.
1: Have you not seen the movie with Sandra Bullock 28 days? That's how long they're in rehab. <laughs>
0: I have seen that movie <laughs> and I love it. And every time I hear that song, should I stay or should, should I, I go? go? <laughs> I see Sandra Bullock dancing. So yeah. yes, I've seen that movie. <laughs> I don't know. That's
1: just, <laughs> that's came to mind. and plus, did you, I mean, look at the way Mary Bella's dress in that picture. I'm pretty sure you've come close to dressing like that. Like I
0: probably have that dress. in my closet. <laughs> I mean. If it's actually black and white
1: stripes, I'm pretty sure I'm I am guessing it was. Like. It's it's great. I love it. I love her. I, you know what I as mean? As much
0: as you love some of I these love- killers, I question <laughs> I question so many things. I love her like
1: swagger.
0: She's got spunk. She's
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, she's I'm almost done. She's got stuff. She's got grace. She's she's miss miss United, United States. States. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Okay, I've got one more paragraph. Okay. Let's power through. Okay. So Mary was released in 1980 at 23 years old and was granted an anemone. Anemone. Damn it. An Anemone. I sound like Nemo. I sound like Nemo. You can do this. And I practiced it last night. Okay. Okay. All right. Mary was released in 1980 at 23 years old and was granted anonymity. I said it. You did it. (laughs) She would give birth. Oh, I have a picture. What? Ooh. So if you go look at the drive where it says, or go look at the notes, where it says Mary Bell adult.
1: Oh. In those
0: snazzy sunglasses with her awesome 1980s haircut. Dude, I'm freaking digging her style, okay? I know, but she's a monster. I know, but I
1: like her style.
0: She would give birth to a daughter four years later on May 25th, 1984. Her daughter knew nothing of her mother's past until reporters found Mary in 1998. Her daughter's anonymity was supposed to be lifted when she turned 18, but on May 21st, 2003, Mary won a court battle to have both of their identities protected indefinitely. No.
1: Wait, is she still alive?
0: Yes, bitch. Ah! She's my parents' age.
1: Oh, we can't find her. She, she... No. Yeah. Damn Listen it.
0: to the story, Amanda. Damn it. Damn it. I'm sorry. I got... that, this is what outrages me a little bit. <laughs> okay. She's a murderer. She is a murderer mm-hmm. and is able to disguise her identity mm-hmm. for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, okay, I, it doesn't upset me that her daughter is protected. That doesn't right, upset Right, that's me. totally fine. It bothers me that she is.
1: But for her daughter to be protected, she has to be protected too. That's bullshit. When her daughter's an adult, she can go her she own way. She can just, re- damn, type in the name online and there you go.
0: Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't like it. <sighs> But Mary won that court battle to have both of their identities protected indefinitely. This set a precedence for future convicts to protect their identity under the new Mary Bell law.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. The order was later extended for her granddaughter as well, and the family's whereabouts are
1: unknown. They could be anywhere. Um, I mean,
0: it bothers me. It it
1: bothers me me because she's a sociopath. Like, Mm -hmm. uh... There's no way that she has completely reformed and now she was in charge of a daughter. So that's cool. Yeah, I don't what the fuck is she teaching her daughter? Like I I think
0: she she needs I hope she's getting psychological help, psychiatric I hope help so too from whatever because she had a lot of childhood trauma herself. Mhm. I totally get that. But there are sadly millions and millions of people that have been subjected to a lot of trauma in their childhood. Mm -hmm. And they don't go murder toddlers.
1: Break the cycle, dude. Mm -hmm. Break the cycle. It's so sad, though, when they grow up in that severe. Yeah, because she
0: had conditions like it just mental abuse and physical abuse and. she sexual had, abuse. Yeah, like, like she had nobody. There was, no, there was no chance. The poor girl didn't have a chance. But I don't know. I think things should have played out a little bit differently. But that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, right?
0: yeah. So, just to kind of break things up a little bit, my case was um, a smidgen shorter than I planned on it being. So I found when I was researching a little BuzzFeed article, and I don't know if there. I don't know if y'all are like me. But if I'm, like, scrolling through the Facebook and I come across a BuzzFeed little list. BuzzFeed is amazing. Ma- a BuzzFeed list or a quiz. No matter how ridiculous they are, oh, I I'm click on it. it. I'm Every doing time. it. Yep. I want to read the list. I want to take the quiz. Oh, yeah. Because it's BuzzFeed. Hello. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but I'm addicted, so good work, BuzzFeed people. Thank you. But this is a list that says 17 murders committed by kids that'll freak you the fuck out. Holy shit. We are going to share the link to this on, you know, when we share our pictures and stuff. Yeah. So you can follow along if you like. But I'm just going to kind of graze over these quickly. Some of these are well-publicized cases, stuff that you've probably heard of. And some of them I had never heard of and found interesting. So,
1: okay. I will put this in the comments.
0: Okay, that perfect. Place. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, link in the comments. Yeah. Um, the first one is John Venables and Robert Thompson. <clears throat> These 10-year-olds lured a 2-year-old boy away from his mom in an England shopping mall in 1993, leading him to nearby train tracks. There, they mutilated the boy so badly, his autopsy couldn't reveal his actual cause of death.
1: Monsters.
0: Uh, next. Number two, Sandra and Beth Anderson. Sandra, 16, and Beth, 15, were names given to the Canadian girls for protection since they were so young at the time of their crime. Also known as the Bathtub Girls, they got their mom drunk in 2003, gave her Tylenol tab- tablets, and drowned her in the tub. Holy shit, I just heard that case the other day. I know. Monsters. Jesus. That was fucked up. Yeah, so bad. I heard that on another podcast, mm-hmm. but I don't remember which one now, but yeah. uh, I heard a story. It, yeah. <laughs> Um, number three, Brenda Spencer. In 1979, 16-year-old Brenda Spencer opened fire with a 22 caliber semi-automatic rifle on an elementary school playground outside her home. Her reason simply being, quote, I don't like Mondays, end quote.
1: Me neither. But I've
0: never shot up a <laughs> playground. <laughs> Holy shit. The school's principal and janitor died. She said that she feels partially responsible for every school shooting that has happened
1: since. 1979. Mm, I don't know. the What was it? That Texas? That's just wanting her to be relatable. Yeah, I know. But there was one in like 1966 in Austin. Or not relatable. Like That's just her trying worse. to be relevant.
0: Relevant was the word I was looking for. Okay. Uh, number four, Daniel Bartlam. Bartlem <laughs> admitted to the manslaughter of his own mom when he was 15 years old in 2011. He beat her with a hammer in their home in England, and then he set her body on fire. Apparently, Bartlem was a huge horror fan, which police believe led to this incredibly violent crime. You're okay. Garbage. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I, um, like, I like scary movies, too. Okay, I have Me, too, anybody. but I've never
0: killed my mom with a hammer. Nope. You're welcome, Mom. Hmm. I'm not going to read number five because that's Mary Bell, and we just did a whole thing on it. Yeah. All right. Number six, Joshua Phillips. In 1998, 14-year-old Phillips murdered his eight-year-old neighbor, Maddie Clifton, and hid her body under his bed. Mm. He hit her with a baseball bat and stabbed her 11 times, and her body was found when Phillips' mom noticed a strange smell coming from his room. Jesus Christ. I watched a thing on this. Mm Mm-hmm. And, y'all, I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. I have no idea where I watched the thing. But it was There's like, a- it was super ridiculous. Like, I got to hear the 911 call and everything. <gasps> it, it was crazy. Number seven. Okay, we gonna find that. Yeah, like, um, the 911 call that his mother made, or no, he made it with his mother there to turn himself in. Like, it was cray. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Number seven, Pauline Parker and Juliet Holm. These New Zealand girls had a dangerously codependent relationship in which they spent most of their time in a fantasy world of their creation. When their parents tried to separate them in 1954 by sending Juliet to live in South Africa, the girls murdered Pauline's mother. The movie Heavenly Creatures is based on their story.
1: Adding it to the list.
0: I was just fixing to say, (laughs) we need to write that down somewhere. Something we should
1: watch. Yeah.
0: We need to like get us a list going of movies and TV shows and books. Yeah. I don't yeah. know when we're going to have time to read all these books. I don't know about the reading, things.
1: but as far as like the movie watching, maybe we can do like a a girls slumber party thing or something. I don't yeah.
0: <laughs> Cuz I keep running across so many books I want to read and so many movies I, I want to watch and there's no time.
1: Dude, I've been in the
0: middle of the same book for, like, two years now. I bought it. I went to Barnes & Noble a month ago with the family, and we all bought a book. Mm-hmm. And everybody's read theirs but me.
1: Yeah. Oi, Okay. Oi, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. I don't, I don't, I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I I'm not either. I'm so not either. I don't know where that But I like. say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are we at? Where number are we eight, Number eight. Okay. Barry del Lukaitis? Um, He was a 14-year-old student at Frontier Middle School in Washington in February 1996 when he shot and killed his algebra teacher and two students. Hmm. He then held the class hostage for an hour until a gym teacher showed up, tackled him to the ground, and helped students escape.
1: He just didn't want to do math. Look at his face.
0: He cried. Oh, he, he definitely got... Oh, Jesus. He was waiting for a reason.
1: Okay. Oh, this one makes me sad. Yeah, uh, that's what the all was
0: Mm -hmm. about. I just saw the picture. Number nine, Lionel Tate. Tate was 13 when he was convicted of killing a six-year-old girl while playing in his basement. They were supposedly wrestling, and he went down too hard on the girl, lacerating her liver and fracturing her skull. He was the youngest person in U.S. history at the time to be given life imprisonment. He's like, I don't
1: know. I could kind of see that as an accident, though. Like I know.
0: What the- That's what makes me so sad. It's because look at his little face, and he's crying. and Yeah. And kids wrestle and play. That's why I don't like shenanigans. Yeah. Ashton is not allowed to wrestle around. I don't <laughs> like the shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: They don't get it now. But they will.
0: They will. Number 10, Jesse Pomeroy. Pomeroy often mutilated other kids with knives and belts. However, in April 1874, he took his beatings too far, killed a girl named Katie Curran, and threw her body in the basement of his mom's dress shop, where it was later found. At 14, he was the youngest person ever in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts to be convicted of first-degree murder. Number 11, Eric Smith. In 1993, 13-year-old Smith convinced a 4-year-old boy to follow him into the woods of Steuben County, New York, where Smith strangled him and smashed his head in. He's been denied parole 11 times and is up for it again in 2018. So, this is an old article, obviously, but still.
1: I know more details on that boy. I do too. It's bad. It's, it's bad. so bad. I'm not going to. Y'all can look it up if you want to. It's awful. Yeah. Number
0: 12, Cindy Collier and Shirley Wolf. Shirley Wolf was 14 and Cindy Collier was 15 when they decided to stab an 87 year old Auburn, California woman to death in 1983. When they got arrested that same night, Wolf's calm response was, yeah, we did it. Why? You know what this
1: photo makes me think of? Like, as bad as that is.
0: Hmm.
1: A little ditty. About Jack and Diane. Dian.
0: <laughs> Sorry. It's the hair. It's it's the hair in the picture.
1: Oh, it's so John Mellencamp. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, this one makes me sad, too. Mm. Number 13, Catherine and Curtis Jones. The siblings were 13 and 12 respectively when they shot their dad's girlfriend to death with a handgun in 1999. However, their motive was heartbreaking. Their dad and his friend had supposedly been sexually abusing them and they'd had enough. So I guess they were trying to get to their dad and ended up I'm, shooting the girlfriend. I don't know, but it makes me sad. Oh. And I did look a smidgen further into that and No, wanna. Well, no, just of what what became of them. Oh, okay. And they went to prison but were released. Um, he was 29 and she was 30 when they got out. Hmm. So they did get out. Um, number 14, Carl Newton Mahan. In 1929, six-year-old Mahan had a fight with an eight-year-old girl over a piece of scrap metal they both wanted to sell and make some money. She used the metal to hit him in the face, and he reacted by shooting her to death with a shotgun. He served
1: 15 years. Boy, that's like the ultimate child argument right there. No shit. I mean, how many times did you fight with your friend over a Barbie doll? Okay, I did. I I don't know. A lot. (laughs) Okay. No, she's
0: mine. I'm going to be her today. You know, I had this one friend. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I took... Okay, I was a little shit when I was a kid, but I took very good... Stop it. I took very good care of my Barbie dolls. Oh. I was not one of those girls that colored on their dolls or cut their hair or... No, like Barbie's hair, you were a hair
1: cutter? I had one doll that I cut. One doll. And I never did it again because her hair looked like like shit.
0: You know how some, some kids cut their own hair too? Not me. I did. I was never a hair cutter.
1: Okay. In my defense, I had this one little curl growing out of the freaking middle of my hairline on my forehead, and it was, like, curly-cued. And my mom used to, like, say, oh, look, it's your unicorn curl. Well, I got fucking sick of that shit, so I cut it off down to the scalp. Oh, honey. Dumbest shit (laughs) ever.
0: (laughs) Anyway, back to my anecdote. Sorry. Anyway... (laughs) I had this friend and she was not as kind to her dolls as i was to mine she was one yeah. of those girls that would color in her own makeup and mm-hmm. she would like cut their hair and she'd like marker their hair to give them highlights or whatever and she was playing with me at my house it was like we would go back and forth
1: hold would, the fuck up did, did she mess up one of your barbies almost <gasps> she tried to color lipstick oh hell no hell no 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 that's my shit and she had to go home i get I don't it play
0: that. i don't play that i get it
1: that's my barbie if i don't if i want to do it to her that's totally fucking different like
0: we were almost not best friends anymore we probably were like that's some
1: serious shit
0: we were probably like not best friends for like two days oh god oh jesus that's some serious stuff me and this particular serious. girl that
1: happened a lot actually
0: <laughs> we'd be best we, friends and then a couple of days later we weren't I, yeah
1: i think we all had those mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. Anyway, that
0: anecdote ended up being way longer than I planned on it being. That
1: was good, though. moving right along. Number
0: 15. Number 15, Craig Price. Price was 13 years old when he killed for the first time and then killed three more people before he was arrested in 1989 at the age of 15. Damn! He was chillingly calm when confessing to his murders where he revealed that his weapons of choice were kitchen knives.
1: How convenient. Okay.
0: Number 16, Alyssa Bustamante, 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 I like boost. Bustier. Bustier (laughs) Bustier-Monte. In October 2009, 15-year-old Alyssa Bustamante (laughs) stabbed and strangled a nine-year-old girl in Missouri because she wanted to know how it felt to kill someone. Mm. She then threw the girl's body under a pile of leaves in a nearby forest. Wow. Mm. And last number seventeen, <gasps> David Brom. Y'all. On February eighteenth, nineteen eighty-eight, the family of sixteen-year-old Brom was found axed to death in their Minnesota home. The day before, he'd supposedly been telling classmates that he was planning to kill his family that night. He was arrested and could possibly get parole in twenty
1: forty-one. Jesus. What, did he brain them? Obviously. (laughs) Brained them with an axe. I mean, anytime I think of axing, I'm thinking of brained. Brained. It's just like automatic. I know. Wow. Okay.
0: That's all I got.
1: Well, I have to follow up on that shit.
0: (laughs) Your turn.
1: Jesus. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's totally fine. Okay.
0: Towards my goats.
1: Towards my goats. <laughs> All right, y'all, here we go. Graham Young was a 14 year old schoolboy when he poisoned his stepmother Molly and other family members by adding toxic chemicals to their cups of tea. <gasps> yeah, I'm hitting you with it hard. Yes. Up front. He would okay. poison hundreds, killing at least two and he would become known as the teacup poisoner
0: hundreds
1: hundreds boo oi mhm
0: there it is again where where is that coming from
1: what oi <laughs> <We Jewish tonight. laughs> i don't know we just tonight i don't know oi so yeah he was the teacup poisoner and he did it all while writing the shit down
0: okay so he documented it
1: he documented his observations Okay.
0: Mhm. Well,
1: it's 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 messed up. Ready? All
0: right, I'm buckled up.
1: Young's mother died of tuberculosis tuberculosis three months after his birth in 1947, where he was born in North London.
0: We both did British cases. Y'all.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna do a British, but to you, I done not fuck that up on the last episode. I can't do accents anymore. <laughs> So, after that, his Aunt Winnie cared for him for three years, and then his uh, dad got remarried, and he then lived with his dad and moved to St. Albans. That's probably not the British way to say that, but here we are. He began to show signs of the monster he would become early on. When he was old enough to read, he preferred nonfiction accounts of murderers, Such as Infamous Poisoner by Dr. Crippen. That was like his favorite book. You know, it's whatever. So I have a picture of young Mr. Graham. Okay. Go see him. Uh, It says young Graham. That's not his rapper name? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's just the name that I put on the picture. Well, he kind
0: of looks precious. I know. Look at his ears.
1: Yeah, but he's so not. Okay. Okay. Uh, By his teens, he had developed a fascination with Hitler and started wearing swastikas and began to take part in satanic rituals, including once sacrificing the family's cat. No, 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 honey. Yeah. Sign number one. (laughs) He excelled. Yeah, I know. He excelled at science in school. And so his dad bought him a chemistry set. By age 13... So his dad started it. Maybe encouraged, influenced.
0: That's it. Ashton's not getting a chemistry set. His
1: dad didn't know. He was just (laughs) trying to do what his kid was interested in, okay? That's it. No
0: chemistry at my
1: house. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he did kill the cat. I I don't know. By age 13, he knew... So much about toxicology that he was able to trick local chemists into thinking that he was seventeen. What? Yeah, this That's just little
0: baby face ears right there. Well, well, I mean,
1: he. I'm. I don't know. I can't. Okay. I don't know how old he was in that picture. That's just like his youth picture. I mean, that could be thirteen. With a boy, that mm-hmm. could totally be thirteen.
0: I know. That's what I'm saying.
1: No. Okay. I don't know. So, since they thought he was 17, it enabled him to buy dangerous quantities of the the poison's antimony. Sure. It's like a type of metal. Uh, Digitalis, which is the foxglove plant. I don't know if you know what that does, but it's like, it's this beautiful, pretty little purple flower. It is highly fucking toxic.
0: No, I don't know what that is.
1: It will kill your ass. Or make you really sick. And um, he also got access to arsenic. Of course he did. His Like his favorite thing was like belladonna though. I don't know if you know what that is. No, I don't poison people. Okay, belladonna. Hello, practical magic. Do I need to reference this shit again? <sighs> belladonna is supposed to be used as a relaxant. But okay. if you give somebody too much, it will fucking kill them. Okay. It's like. Heavy ass sleeping pill. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't long before he wanted to find out their effects on a human. So he did. And he chose a, felons, a fellow science pupil, Christopher Williams, who ended up suffering an extended period of vomiting and cramps and headaches. You know, just from the little doses. Another day at the office. Mm hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that was his experiments. It was in 1961 that the young family began to come ill. Stepmother Molly was the first to suffer from vomiting, diarrhea, and stomach pains, but she just kind of dismissed it as, like, IBS. You know, like, whatever. Yeah. My stomach's just irritated, whatever. But I you... ate
0: some bad shellfish. Right! <laughs> <laughs> I immediately just thought of, like, 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> and they're in the car and she burps and she's like I ate some bad shellfish yes (laughs)
1: that's what I thought of too
0: oh Oh god God. I'm so tired let's get some fucking French toast (laughs) I haven't seen that movie in so long you love that movie so much
1: Young's dad, Fred, also began experiencing similar symptoms. Next, his sister, Winifred, one day became extremely ill on her way to work, including hallucinations, Um, and she had to be helped off the train and be taken to the hospital. I have a picture of his beloved sister, Winifred. It says Winifred Young. That's when she was older, but damn, Get it, girl. Her RBF, though. I mean, she kind of has a reason for it. That was at his trial. Okay. Okay. But get it with the pearls. I mean. I'm about this look right here. She's freaking fantabulous, dude. Yeah. Seriously.
0: Get it, Winnie. Yeah.
1: So, that morning, she remembered that Graham had given her a cup of tea, which had tasted so foul that she spit it out. Doctors discovered that she had belladonna an ancient extract of deadly nightshade in her system.
0: I know what deadly nightshade is.
1: Uh, Yeah, hello, Nightmare Before Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only knowledge that you would ever need of what that shit does. Right. So Graham's dad confronted him, believing his chemistry experiments might have accidentally contaminated Winifred's cup. But Graham convinced her that she had been using the same cup for mixing shampoo. Oh, he was a conniving little shit. What? Oh, yeah. Why would would you mix shampoo? I don't know. It was the before time. Long, long ago. (laughs) (laughs) Way back in the 60s. Meanwhile, Graham was slowly killing his stepmother by adding small doses of poison into her daily cups of tea. For months, the 37-year-old's health had deteriorated. She lost weight. She aged. Her hair began to fall out. Oh, my God. Not, I'm not cool with the hair falling out.
0: I'd be okay with the losing weight part.
1: Mm, I mean, yeah.
0: I, I don't want to sacrifice my hair, now.
1: No, and I don't really want to have, like, IBS symptoms.
0: Oh, yeah, no. Uh,
1: that... Okay, i take it back. Okay, yeah. One day, back from a, a few quick pints at his local pub, Fred, you know, his dad, mm-hmm. arrived home to find his 14-year-old son, Graham, staring out of the kitchen window, like, entranced, Like, almost bewildered and fascinated, like, holy shit, you Creepy. know. Okay, here Writhing in agony in the garden was his stepmother, Molly, clutching to her stomach as she begged for help. She died a few hours later in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. hmm 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 After her death, it was discovered that she started developing a tolerance to the n- antimony, which he had been using. So he switched to thallium the night before her death.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: thallium is some serious shit. So, Molly was cremated at Graham's suggestion, and her excruciating death was blamed on injuries that she had received from a bus crash a year earlier. What? Oh, that's mm. Okay.
0: First off, Mm -hmm. who is going to listen to the 14-year-old stepson about whether or not to cremate the body? Second off, Getting hit by a bus. Injuries from that a year, an entire year later that you had no symptoms for beforehand.
1: Come on, give me a break. It was a time long, long ago. (laughs) (laughs) What evs? There were even reports of people having cramps and vomiting at her funeral. Poisoned the funeral goers? Yeah, this dude was, like, seriously fucked up from, like, birth, okay? In the days that followed, his father, his father Fred, also became seriously ill. Like, why are people still taking tea from this kid? Uh, n- well, at the time, nobody know. N- nobody knew. Like, they had no suspicions. Like, she was...
0: He poisoned the aunt.
1: She was in a bus crash. And, no, he poisoned his sister. You know, but she survived. Oh, okay. He poisoned his sister. He poisoned his, his stepmother. What? Damn, like, hello, Lizzie Borden. Right? <laughs> right? Okay. Sorry for the stepmothers. Um, so, yeah, his dad got severely ill. Diagnosed with antimony poisoning with doctors saying that he was just one dose away from death while fred was desperate to find out what caused his wife to waste away he never ever suspected the truth i have a picture of his daddy it says fred young and he's actually got a picture like he's holding the paper
0: oh my goodness of his
1: son's headline
0: and he looks like such a wholesome Paul paul
1: I know. I know. He's like,
0: wearing the classic, like, 1950s style eyeglasses. I mean. I am here n- for it.
1: My dad's dad, my paternal grandfather, used to wear those. and it, I love it. Oh, my it. God. I freaking love them. Okay. Way better than the 1970s serial killer glasses. Truth. That come in the kit. Uh, So his horrible experiments were cut short after his science teacher became suspicious and discovered bottles of poison as well as books and jottings about infamous poisoners at his school desk. And so she called the police. Good job. Yeah, go teach. Go teach. He was arrested in May of 1962 when he confessed to the attempted murder of his sister, dad, and his friend. You know, the school mate that he had yeah diagnosed with personality disorders as well as schizophrenia 14 year old young was detained in broadmoor hospital where he stayed for nine years
0: that's it this
1: is his first arrest
0: okay okay
1: so i have a picture of when he was first arrested it says first arrest
0: okay no man he looks a lot different
1: yeah he's a strapping young boy glow up whatever he he didn't continue to glow up. <laughs> okay. So here's where he gets kind of fascinating, actually. Like, intriguing, I guess you would say. Okay. Young managed to poison patients and staff at Broadmoor Hospital, where he was its youngest inmate. Within weeks, the death of a fellow inmate by cyanide poisoning had prison authorities baffled. The fuck? What? How is he getting cyanide? Where'd he get cyanide from? Don't interrupt my swallow. <laughs> One <Sorry>. second. <laughs> Sorry. Young claimed to have extracted cyanide from laurel bush leaves that were apparently like at the hospital. Uh, but his confession was not taken seriously and the death was recorded as suicide. You know, he was psycho. They didn't... I. I I don't know. I I have no words. I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> In June <laughs> <laughs> I've had some wine. I've had some wine, too. In June 1970, doctors recommended that young be released and he was fully recovered and no longer is obsessed with Hold poison. on, hold on, hold no, on. No, wait, wait. I'm almost done with my sentence. Okay. That he was fully recovered and no longer obsessed with poisons, violence, and mischief. How? 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 How
0: is he Uh, fully cured of uh, schizophrenia, for goodness sake? How? How? And how do they know he's not obsessed with poisoning anymore? Because he quit writing it down? Doesn't mean that he's not thinking about it. How do they know? They don't know. They don't know.
1: Oh, he didn't quit writing it down. They don't
0: know shit about fuck.
1: They obviously don't know shit about fuck. We need to send them a sticker. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I can't. So, to get even more messed up, he celebrated. Of course he did. No, listen. Listen to this shit. Listen to this shit. He celebrated by telling a psychiatric nurse that he intended to kill one person for every year he had been in the mental hospital the comment was put in his file, but never influenced the decision to release him. Stop it. <laughs> what is happening? Man, the 60s. Oh, I, I can't. I don't even know. I can't. Yeah. So he was released. And then when he was 23, he found his dream job. He found work at John Hadlin Laboratories. No, no, no. Mm. This is all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a um, like a photography supply company. But he offered to be the tea boy and make tea and coffee for his coworkers. Of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. Did they not see that he was already like, they put in a freaking psychiatric hospital for this shit?
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: How... Oh. As to be suspected, when his boss began to have severe cramps and dizziness, it was attributed to a contagious virus believed to be doing the rounds, which became known as the Bovington bug. Bovington, Bovington, whatever. It was
0: not the Bovington bug. It was not. Yeah. It was the teacup poisoner.
1: I mean, there was a few people that got sick, so... Uh, his boss was admitted to the hospital where he died in agony in July of 1971 and his death was recorded as pneumonia. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this is so, it's so bad. Hadlin workers, workers complained of similar cramps as well as hair loss and sexual dysfunction, but were baffled that the symptoms seemed to improve when they were off work. Of ah, course. Ah. You're working with a tv
0: poisoner. I can't with these
1: people. Fucking common denominator, y'all. Get it. In September 1971, another coworker began to suffer similar symptoms like the previous and was admitted to the London Hospital for nervous diseases, but he died two months later. Oh I know. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> Young recorded his displeasure in his diary at the fact that he took such a long time to succumb to the poison. Young's diaries would later reveal that he had poisoned around 70 people in the factory while taking meticulous notes on the doses and their effects, as well as listing which of his workmates he was eventually going to kill. Investigators soon realized... not
0: letting anybody else bring me <laughs> drinks or snacks at work. I want
1: sealed packaging. Like, don't offer me a drink out of the blue. <laughs>
0: I, it, it's getting I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm a want scared it. now. Sometimes, like, okay, before the, you read me this case, <laughs> there would be days where people would bring, like, just randomly, like, somebody would bring breakfast or, you know, whatever. Now I can't eat it. <laughs> now I can't eat it.
1: Okay, I think we. Somebody's got
0: to bring donuts and I can't eat the
1: donuts. Right. Don't you say those words. <laughs> Ew. I think we could trust our work family
0: Last time I didn't get any blueberry cake ones either I didn't either I was so sad because that's my favorite one Like By
1: the time I get there There's usually only like glazed And the I
0: mean, I like fancy a good glazed ones that donut, nobody donut, wants But I really like the blueberry cake ones I do too we Tell like, whoever the like. donut fairy is I like the blueberry ones <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding I'll eat whatever food y'all bring me you know, fuck you them donuts. It would be so easy to kill me
1: <laughs> Fuck them donuts. We found our cookies.
0: (laughs) If you bring me some coffee or a cookie, I'm over with.
1: What a salted caramel cookie. (laughs) Those are my new favorite. Oh, my God. We have sweets. We do have sweets. Yes. I cannot wait till this is over so I can stuff my mouth. Okay, I did. You tasted before I I tasted it. I tasted the cheesecake. (gasps) I'm sorry. It was staring at me. And I was hungry. Betrayal. And you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. Finish your
0: case, ma'am. Okay. Finish your case. Okay. Okay. Uh ew. I'm sticking my finger in the middle of that chocolate truffle.
1: <laughs> you can stick your finger wherever you want to. I'm still gonna eat it.
0: Do <laughs> you see what I have to put up with?
1: <laughs> I am not scared of your charms. <laughs> I am a mom. <laughs> Okay, investigators soon realized that the Bovington bug took hold shortly after Young joined the firm and unearthed details of his previous conviction. Oh, there it is! Hi! Ba- Maybe, background ooh. checks weren't a thing, apparently. Maybe that's when they
0: started putting, have you ever been convicted of a felony on job applications? No. He wasn't convicted of a felony.
1: Not, he, they no. They just him to a mental institution. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was still no. Yeah. Oh. See, that's where it's fucked up. It wasn't until a decade after the poisonings began in June of 1972 that his spree was ended thanks to toxicology expert John Kavanaugh. He managed to prove during his trial that it was young and not a bug that had caused hundreds to fall ill. Mm. Oh, but Young didn't give a shit. Meanwhile, he achieved his dream of joining the list of serial killer history.
0: So he got exactly what he wanted. Exactly. You mm-hmm. garbage human.
1: Oh, totally. Although he hated the name that the press gave him because it belittled his skill and experience, quote unquote, preferring to be known as the world poisoner. not the tea- no, He didn't, he, I don't, I like teacup poisoner better.
0: Uh, it rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. And you have not poisoned the world, good sir.
1: Thank you. Ugh. So Yeah, there there's a little newspaper spotlight. It's titled Spotlight. <laughs> of all his shit. He wasn't happy with that. Not what, n- not what He wasn't
0: happy with being called a fantastic mind?
1: Nope. 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 He wanted to be the world poisoner.
0: Get over yourself,
1: dude. Oh, it's not... It, geez, it. It's not even... Get over yourself. No, no. Like, get this shit. Okay, so at his trial, Young pleaded not guilty to two counts of murder, two attempted murder tra- charges, and two of administering poison. Not guilty. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but uh, but the great expert, John Kavanaugh, uh, proved that um, after reading tracks of his diary to the jury he he led a guilty conviction and uh he received four life sentences well
0: that's something
1: yeah you would think when asked (laughs) whether he felt any remorse he replied what i feel is the emptiness of my soul
0: drama queen
1: whatever shut the fuck up bitch Young was remanded at Parkhurst prison in the Isle of Wight where he was made friends with the Moores murderer, Ian Brady, to be covered later. Uh, they shared a fascination of Hitler with each other. So, he Ew. he made besties Ew. in jail. That's so gross. Don't worry. He died in his cell on August 1st, 1990, age 41, from heart failure. And well, um, that's what you get. <laughs> It's really what he got. Although claims remain his, unknown to his fellow inmates, they um, most likely poisoned him is <laughs> ah. <laughs> the rumor. Huh. Yeah, so I have a picture of Mr. Creeper as an adult, Graham Young. He's got them ser- serious, serious crazy eyes. Serious. Thank you
0: so much. That's going to haunt my dreams.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> Let that follow you ew, as you close ew. your eyes tonight.
0: Ew, yeah.
1: So there's Graham Young. Voila, Mister Mister Tika. I will never Monster. think of tea in the same way ever again. I'm not drinking like when I have either. it out of a like hot tea. I'm
0: not drinking tea.
1: It's, it's <laughs> just
0: no. I take that back. Ruined. I take that back. I'll drink sweet tea.
1: Sweet tea is totally different. I'm talking about hot tea, girl. Yeah.
0: I'm
1: not Herbal tea. tea. what's in them herbs (laughs) oh my
0: okay okay well I want to share something with you real quick okay while you were reading your story I got a text message from my super awesome gorgeous wonderful friend that lives in Colorado Mary oh I love her and she said I'm mid-podcast and I had to pause to tell you that you and Amanda need to make shirts that say, I'm just going to write words. I'll figure them out later. <laughs> she oh, my said, God. She said, girl, I just died because that shit was hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we do that a lot. I
0: know.
1: Words are hard. Words
0: are so hard.
1: I like it, Mary. That's that's awesome. Yes. Okay.
0: So, kudos to Mary for some more uh, merch suggestions.
1: Uh. Oh my goodness, it's growing. The list I is know. growing. Okay, y'all, so that was episode seven, Kids That Kill.
0: Yeah. Fuck.
1: So,
0: <laughs> I'm glad we um, we ended on, on. I mean, they're both heavy, but on the lighter of the two.
1: Yeah, this dude was just so off the oh freaking gosh. wall. I had, I, I, I and I've never heard his case before, ever. Yeah, I hadn't either. I had to.
0: Uh just wanna tell you again to go to our social media, Facebook, yeah Instagram, the Twitter. The Twitter. Follow us so you can get your pictures to follow along with the episode and get any updates of things that we may have going on.
1: Yeah, and we've we're like we're getting a lot of followers. So if our followers would start sharing. Yes. Spread the word, bitches. Yes. <laughs>
0: Share the page. Like, we love y'all. If y'all Thank you share, so much. Yeah, if y'all would just like share our pages on social media and help us get our name out there. Also,
1: Apple Podcasts. Apple
0: Podcasts. It would be super duper helpful if you guys could hop on over there and rate and review us. It just takes a couple seconds.
1: That's the only one that sponsors and advertisers really pay attention to. So it would really help us get out there and spread us around. Yeah, Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. If people see how fabulous we are, yes, like you know that we already are.
0: Yes, they have like the more rates and reviews we get, the more exposure we get. Like the higher we climb up uh, on Apple, and can come up in people's like suggested to listen to, yeah, you know, lists and things. So, if you want to support us, that's the best way to do it right now, and we appreciate it so
1: much. And we understand that uh, if you just go type in our name, it doesn't pop up. But if you go to our Facebook page, we have posted the link. And I if don't know you, if
0: it does now. It didn't oh, on the first know. day when we, we were approved. But I don't know if it does now. It doesn't?
1: Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know why that I, is. Apple is frustrating, y'all. But anyways, if you go to the link. That we posted, you can access it that way with no problems. Yes. I don't know. Maybe we, sh- we should just give them a little bit more time. But that's the best way to find it I'm on sure Apple. we're not the
0: only podcasters in the world trying to get up and going. So
1: Yeah. But we are on everything else still. So Yes. Okay. So, shout outs. Artwork by Amanda Haggins.
0: It's lovely. Thank you, you. I know. I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shout out to Craig Weaver for our awesome music.
1: Oh, my God. It's. I love it. I I just love it every time I hear it.
0: And you guys Craig's awesome because we pretty much just said we like the American horror story music. Can we do something cool like that? Yeah. <laughs> this is what he came up with. So he's he's fabulous.
1: Oh my god.
0: So thank you Craig.
1: Genius. Yes.
0: And also thank you to my husband Stephen Gowitzki for putting up with all our bullshit and editing. This podcast for us.
1: I'm so sorry, Stephen. <laughs>
0: yes, he has to listen to about three times as much of the BS as you guys do.
1: So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stephen.
0: And I just wanted to throw out there: we've been um, having business meetings lately.
1: Oh, y'all. Yeah.
0: And we're we're trying to come up with some different merchandise ideas to offer you guys, and some other little things in the works so if you guys just you know keep supporting and help us push our name out there so we can do these things you know so yeah we, ideas want, we can come to life.
1: want to give y'all more we want to give you more but we have to like get out there a little bit we, we have big plans yeah we have huge plans
0: yes we're getting there
1: that so we love yeah. all of you
0: you guys are awesome thank you for putting up with us please
1: yeah. come back next week <laughs> Thanks for putting up with our marmarine. Oh, okay. Yep. Thank you guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye, you guys.